Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I love the book, The Power Broker, the epic biography of former New York City planner Robert Moses. So I'm breaking it down 100 pages at a time and talking to special guests about why this book matters, like Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I actually think if it wasn't for Robert Moses, I probably wouldn't have run for Congress. Listen to 99% Invisible's breakdown of The Power Broker every month on the 99% Invisible podcast feed. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon And I'm Emma Gray And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about bachelor couples, bachelor engagements, Bachelor babies and Bachelor makeouts. So many makeouts coming up on the new season of Bachelor in Paradise. And frankly, we needed a few weeks to prepare for what's coming. Just like emotionally, mentally, and also there is a lot of news and gossip that we haven't gotten a chance to talk about yet. So we are so excited that today, joining us for this post Bachelorette finale roundup are. Truly bona fide experts, I think. Lizzie Pace <laughs> and Chad Colchin, hosts of the Game of Roses podcast. You know them. You love them. They're here. Thank Hello. You for us. Thank you for having us. <laughs> always a pleasure. Guys, always an we're honor. Thrilled. We're thrilled. Literally always a mutual pleasure and honor for us too. This is this is wonderful. You're um, a bona fide expert excited. as well. I mean, unfortunately. <laughs> wow. we, can just, we can just give each other compliments yeah, for the next two hours. Unfortunately or we don't... unfortunately that we're experts. Unfortunately, on your subject. brain is filled with all this stuff too. <laughs> Enjoy yeah. it. Embrace no, yeah, your no. dark power. <laughs> <laughs> it's both um upsetting to me that I know all of this information, but also deeply satisfying. Before we get into all of today's news and goss, I just want to remind everyone that we still have some premium bonus content happening over on our Substack, Rich Text. Claire made a brief return from her maternity leave to discuss the end of season two of And Just Like That with me. It was a blast. Uh And you can find that episode over at clareandemma.substack.com. Okay, so guys, let's talk about Charity and Dotton's post-finale little media blitz. They're finally out in the real world. They're a couple. We saw on Instagram that they were celebrating Doton's birthday 
in Vegas. Of course. Charity else? and Dotton and several of her ex-boyfriends. <laughs> They're partying. <laughs> they are fucking partying and I love it. They should be. This is like their grand tour of America it, as the totally. king queen. Hell yeah. yeah. It's like when you win the Hunger Games and they send you around and you get blasted out through all the media <laughs> to all the different districts and so stuff. So true. This is basically what we're witnessing here. But I mean, I think they, look, I'm hopeful that they'll stick together. I'm hopeful Same. that all the stuff that we're seeing is genuine, et cetera, et cetera. We know statistically that's very unlikely. We know statistically they will be broken up by the end and of the year. And yet I choose to believe, Chad, because yeah. love is real for them, okay? Yes. Yeah, this no, I hope, I hope that it is. <laughs> and I, I feel like it could potentially be real. But I do think this media blitz is interesting because it's not just their Instagram. They're in magazine articles and all the, the kind of like standard places that Bachelor uses to put out their story. They're there as well. But it, it feels like even more maybe than Michelle Young and uh, Nate Owakoya, the franchise is like celebrating them in a way. And I think that that's kind of an extension of what this whole season was, really. It just feels different. I agree, right? Like it's such a different vibe than we've gotten used to where it's like a slog post finale <laughs> where everyone needs to like do an apology tour yes. or be like, take a shower. I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm me. <laughs> just wipe it all like, off. Just wipe. Yeah, yeah. Ex exactly. This actually felt like, Oh, I want to see what they're up to. They're hanging in Vegas. Good for them. They're going on the bachelor happy hour podcast, which Yes, I did listen to both parts of this. Oh, wow. Yeah. Congratulations Hero. on so, your accomplishment. It's a feat. It's a, it's a feat. I mean, it was, it certainly took some endurance. <laughs> yeah. Serena continues to be like the host of that over grocery store, Joe, for sure. Oh, really? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Serena's like doing the interview and Joe is just like, meh, meh, meh. I'm an old man. I'm. <laughs> grumpy. I am very curious as to what, you know, Charity's going on Dancing with the Stars. We have seen what Jason Tardick did for Caitlin Bristow's media while mm -hmm. she was on Dancing with the Stars. He made all these videos. He had Pino and Ramen in them. They were beautiful. I think they helped propel her to the mirror ball. I think they helped propel her to 2 million Instagram followers. She had been at that 1.9 cusp for so long. And I hope... Dotton can rise to the challenge and and be the support that Charity's going to need. Dancing with the Stars has broken up a lot of these couples. I know. And he can I actually like be they there. Can survive. Yeah, he can be there in person too. Jason, that was all during COVID, remember? So he could never go mm -hmm. to watch her. So he was always like mm -hmm. watching at home with his friends. Um, yeah, and Dotton is moving to California with Charity, Smart. they said, during, what, during her Dancing with the Stars run. Yes. yes, I believe so. And then a big win for me personally, they did say on the Bachelor Happy Hour podcast that they charity is moving to New York and specifically mm. they will be trying to live in Brooklyn, one or two stops away from Manhattan. And as a person who lives in Brooklyn, one or two stops <laughs> away from Manhattan, it just feels <laughs> serendipitous. Again, like yeah. a, oh a personal my god. Win. Yeah. You are going to be finally, living with legends. I love it. I love it. They were like, Dotton was talking to Serena and Joe, you know, who like moved to New York and live in Manhattan. They live in Chelsea. And he's like, you know, like, we're just going to try to stay in Brooklyn because that's actually where everyone wants to be. <laughs> and every time I hang out with my friends, like, 
or we always end up in Brooklyn, and that's the better. It's the better place to live. Is this a big rivalry, Manhattan versus Brooklyn? (laughs) Chelsea. (laughs) Not really, but, you know, people who live in the outer boroughs, I think, are very, tend to be very passionate about them. Sure. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, Well, congratulations on, on, um, Scoring this massive win for your parasocial I, team. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You got my hopes up Thank with that you. LA move. Yeah. But you're just gonna it's temporary. temporary. You got to get in there while they're there. Yeah. yeah. We took a big yeah. hit this year with Hannah Brown moving out of Los Angeles, going to Nashville. That was uh, big still hit. not over that. Yeah, she did. Oh, move yeah. To Nashville. She did move across the country. Ugh. But, oh, we also got a few more answers to some questions when, on. on t- their Bachelor Happy Hour appearance, Mm. we learned why Nehemiah was not in Fiji. Mm. And Charity said that, I guess Nehemiah is both a pediatric dentist and like a local theater star. Yeah, community theater. (laughs) Community theater guy. I'm not surprised. he (laughs) He was literally doing... A play in the that had its last show during Fiji. Fiji. That's so awesome. So isn't that the cutest thing you've ever heard <laughs> in your life? We also learned just how little Dotton understood about the show before mm-hmm. he went on. Like he he confirmed that he was cast literally like days, like confirmed like right. days before filming began. Um, and he said that he didn't even realize that it was the show's tradition to cast. The Bachelorette from the previous casts. Mm. So he was like, oh, they must have like made an exception. How exciting. <laughs> it's charity. You know, we talked about this on our show a little bit. I train players to go into uh, each of the seasons. I have had players since Clayton Eckert season 26. I've had trained players in every season since that season. Um, I will say, I have been trying to get a player to do a strategy that to me would be very fun and funny that I call the nuclear fool. And this is a strategy that involves a player showing up on night one, coming out of the limo, walking up to the lead and saying, (laughs) excuse me, I know this is going to sound weird, but are we on a TV show? (laughs) And the whole strategy is based around the idea that this player doesn't know this is a TV show, that their sister or whoever just signed them up for it, and they walked in blind thinking it was just a dating experiment. Doughton is the closest person I have seen to pulling this off, Mm. actually, based on all these things he's saying about not knowing the format or the structure or any part of this, which I find baffling. Like, how is that even possible? Also, his play was so good this season that it's very hard to imagine he had never watched before. He's a savant. It's like Dalton's on jury duty, you know? He just didn't realize what was happening around him. (laughs) 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 He was a great player, though. I mean... Oh, my God. No mistakes. He made no errors. That hometown date... We were saying in the finale, they tried to, like, set up some drama with Dalton towards the end when her family was like, ah, on him and I was like this is just the producers being like this is too perfect we gotta we gotta mix it up yeah you know what I was spoiled by was the wine commercial that showed a like clip that wasn't in the show that oh, was apothic Dotton, wine apothic <laughs> yeah. wine and it was Dotton asking for the blessing to the dead and that wasn't even in the show and I was like oh we're being tricked mm-hmm. yeah. there's a lot more oh, going wow. on here they cut that out I know I Dotton- found that insane that apothic wine got what is arguably one of the most important pieces of a player's run through the season, the asking for the blessing, that's in a wine commercial? 
That was one of the weirdest things that I've seen so far, really, in any Bachelor season. And uh, if there were, I mean, there were a couple of errors that I thought the producers made throughout the course of this season. Having Aaron Bryant show up and then pretend like he's wandering the hallways of the resort and asking the concierge, where's charity? I don't know what I'm doing here. That was obviously highly produced, didn't need to be done. But I thought that this was one of the other uh, small missteps that producers made in, in allowing Apothic Wine to have that footage, A, use it in a commercial that was aired during the finale, B, uh, and, and not include it in the original document, in the main document. Well, look, they clearly had some budget cuts this season. They stayed mm-hmm. in the United States for basically the entire time. Mm-hmm. So they can't mm-hmm. be turning down God, no, I didn't even notice opportunities that. like an Apothic wine commercial, okay? Yeah, toss away Maybelline. Make that, it's all about money. Apothic this season. <laughs> <laughs> Maybelline um, didn't have the scoop. Maybelline yeah. was just sort it of... It wasn't enough. You have to take every branded spawn con opportunity that you can okay hey look the barbie group date was insanely good like i am yeah. all for sponsored dates if they can just add oh, well, that budget. actually works hell yeah. yeah that that one actually fit really well with the bachelorette mm-hmm. i enjoyed i loved that date the last thing that dotton and charity said is that they haven't started wedding planning yet but they are they don't want to drag it out too long and they'd like to get married in 2025 or 2026 and they're starting to kind of talk about talk about what they want so we shall see way away two or three years i mean so much so much can happen don't remember (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm praying for a brooklyn wedding because emma well then then they really have to book it like what like minimum a year and a half out (laughs) like let Mm. me tell you i've heard you try to book venues in new york city it's like crazy you might need two years I thought so we were getting an favor. African wedding. I thought we were all going to be whisked away to Africa. That would be lovely. Oh, because Dotton's didn't mom the, promised. Didn't the mom say, I'll whisk yeah. you away? <laughs> to Nigeria? Yeah. <laughs> Look, maybe, I, I bet they have a two-part wedding. Yeah. Oh, I would love Brooklyn, to. Brooklyn, all Nigeria. sides of the family. Mm-hmm. Can you see them, though, as a couple to, like, air their wedding? I don't know if they would be no. that couple. Nope. Huh? I don't think that they're going to get married on TV. You they're think they are? They're all that couple. If you get the offer, <laughs> they're all that couple. <laughs> we'll pay you and That's pay fair. for the wedding. That's fair. We'll pay and for the wedding. Yeah, I guess you take you it. take that no matter what. Yeah, I would and say then, right now, one of the things that were they're like we're going to wait 2 or 3 years is because they're also waiting for that $200,000 check. They're like, "What's yeah. the deal? I thought if you get engaged on this show, you get a $200,000 check. Yeah, we I need saw that Michelle wedding Young money. get a $200,000 check. Where's my goddamn check?" <laughs> I would be pissed. They gave him a, a trip to Greece. Which I liked. I appreciated it because they didn't let them travel outside the U.S. So they were like, here, Usually we'll throw they you get nothing. <laughs> it's better than a tent. Yeah. That was one true. year the gift. Yes. But I feel like post Michelle Young, it's 200K. It's, it's $200,000. Cash is now the prize. That's the bar, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Do you think <sighs> Nehemiah will reprise his role to kind of give a a play performance at the beginning of the wedding. Maybe he'll telling their love you know? story. <gasps> I, I think he should bartend. Yeah. He will bartend, officiate either one. I think we're going to see him. I think we're going to see more of him. If the bachelor producers are smart, get him in the show. I'm pleading with you now. Please, producer. <laughs> okay. okay, we're going to circle back. I'm going to check in on well, that. We're going to take a minute to contemplate Nehemiah's <laughs> legacy. <laughs> <laughs> and we will be right back. Can you keep up? 
Springtime vibes are in the air. And when you bring in some of the beautiful flowers that are blooming, you probably want to smell the flowers, not the litter box. But thanks to Pretty Litter, you'll be able to smell those spring flowers all you want. Nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odors. It's ultra absorbent, it's lightweight, low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. Pretty Litter's crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illnesses in your cat. And if all of that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to your door. You'll never run out, you won't have huge kitty litter bags taking up space, and even better, you won't have to lug those huge tubs from the store to your car or the subway and into your house. Our producer, Talon, has been using Pretty Litter and he just raves about how great it is, how easy it is to scoop, how much better it smells. I mean, the health monitor aspect gives so much peace of mind. He's a big fan and we know that you will be too. Go to prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order. And get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. prettylitter.com slash LTSI. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And we are back. And I think it's time for us to discuss the many Bachelor Nation relationship updates that have been going on. I want to start off with Hannah Godwin and Dylan Barber's wedding. Parisian wedding, like elaborate. Well, uh, it wasn't actually in Paris. It was outside <laughs> Paris at the uh, Condecor, in Condecor, France, at the Chateau de Villette. Not in mm. Paris. Very Why fancy. Are we even fancy. About it? <laughs> Beautiful. Why wedding. are we talking about it's the royal wedding? Because there were many Bachelor yeah. Nation alums there. No, it I was, feel like this should be your bread and butter. No, it is. I was Dad. just kidding. Um, <laughs> we, I love Hannah Godwin. I think she's one of the strongest players that's ever come through the game. Dylan yes. Barber, definitely one of the, I'll say, most interesting players to come through BIP. We've never quite seen an all-egg strategy like he used on Hannah Godwin that season. And now here, it's, it's obviously paying dividends for both of them mm. because not only did they get to have this wedding with all the Bachelor Nation luminaries in attendance in non-Paris, just outside Paris, they sold it to, I believe, People Magazine. Uh, oh, yeah. I feel like, like and all I that. was going to say everyone gets a People Magazine. They also got, you know, definitely sponsors. Yeah. Yeah, every they aspect like, was sponsored. They had, like, personally monogrammed napkins mm -hmm. for every event. Like, this was... This was full on. I was following along with all with the entire content blitz. Mm -hmm. There were apparently 145 guests there, including Cassie Randolph, De Demi Burnett, Katie Morton, and Heather Martin, all from Colton season, season yeah. of course, which which Hannah was on, and then Mike Johnson and Jed Wyatt uh, from Hannah Brown season, which Dylan was on. I didn't mm. realize that Jed and Dylan were such me neither bros. I thought that is too. Jed when I talks saw the over his podcast. Jed talks. <laughs> yeah. I have. Did he have a podcast? Noticed. I didn't even know he yeah. had a podcast. So it must be well. Over. well so that's a bad sign. If <laughs> no, I was, didn't know it existed. He was going to do a podcast called Jed Talks, and the first episode. Of, this is uh, God. It's got to be a year ago or more. Uh, the first episode was touted by him as being like. An extreme tea spilling about Explosive. everything that went down. And yeah. I didn't cheat. And th these were rumors made up by whoever and blah, blah, blah. It was supposed to be that. Then, supposedly, he got a cease and desist from the show. And that was it. They tanked his his podcast. And I think he did try to do a couple episodes that were like 
not about The Bachelor in any way. <laughs> no <laughs> you know, one You, gave you a know shit. how that yeah. always goes. Anybody yeah, in Bachelor yeah. Nation trying to do a non-Bachelor podcast is just not going to work out. No, no, that generally does not go well. Um, but he did make a, a lovely showing at Hannah and Dylan's wedding. Hannah had, I think, three different outfits mm-hmm. for that. the wedding day. Mm. She looked fantastic. And Jason Oppenheim of Selling Sunset was also there for mm. some reason. Does anyone know what the how, connection yeah, is? How I, have s- I feel like I've seen Hannah Godwin in like party things with with other people like this kind of crossover universes they're in the reality um, do you like watch selling sunset clues chat no? no but i know kate gallivan was on it right or works for the yes. oppenheim group yeah so maybe kate it's something of that, that seems like a stretch i'm sure it's just like it's a Lori k connection through maybe? la oh you know what she Lori is k, Lori k. public relations mm-hmm. it might be yeah. It might be a, a sharing some overlapping press people. I there. feel like Jason has I kind of think of her as the puppeteer above us all. Mm, interesting. Lori Kay has really been establishing herself as the go-to. Yeah, she does the Vanderpump too. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannah Godwin is just like, she's literally like an AI-created bachelor player like her instagram is just like insane she just looks like a doll and she's a barbie very proud i'm very proud of what she what she's built and dylan she she took those 1.5 million instagram followers and she has put them to use use. Mm -hmm. yes she's the app speaking of smart will do you guys believe that they'll have kids soon and if they do Will we be seeing pictures of that fetus? And will that fetus have its own Instagram that is selling SpawnCon uh, from the day the sonogram is posted like some other Bachelor Nation couples have done? I'm looking at the Lion Dykes mm. here. I'm um, like the Lion Dyke twins, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all of them. Uh, both the, the twins and Alessi. Alessi yeah. had 300 plus thousand Instagram followers the day she was born. Were they selling ads yes. pre-birth? Yes. All kinds of wow. mommy stuff, bottles and this and that and maternity things. Uh, well, if they have kids, I mean, I don't, it doesn't seem like they'd be in they're a rush, on yeah. some crazy rush mm-hmm. timeline. Like they did take their time to actually date each other, plan a wedding. Sure. They're, they're pretty young. Um, I do think, you know, they're professional influencers. When they have children, those children will be part of the social strategy. That's part of their career. I think that's yeah. just kind of how it how it goes if you're in that like lifestyle milieu. Mm-hmm. I was wondering today if there's like yeah. an ethical way to be a mommy influencer, like maybe putting like a little mask on your kid. I think a lot of people actually <laughs> are in, people increasingly do the thing where they put like an emoji over the face or they will mm-hmm. talk about like mom products, but mostly have their kids once they reach a certain age, like just their backs. Mm-hmm. So mm. I could the celebs for sure. <laughs> the back yeah. new industry in my mind is now unfolding of these baby masks. <laughs> I was thinking about this in the shower this morning. Oh my god! I'm always it's, you know uh, brainstorming. You're always I, trying to figure out how you, if and when you have children, you could monetize them. Yeah, you got. I think yeah. about this with Luca yeah. Tony, my dog, and I feel okay <laughs> about it. Not that yeah. we've monetized he, yet, but I'm open to it. You're going to cover his face with you. some emojis and be like, wishbone. That's the yeah. treat for your dogs. You're Only like, my you close get friends to get to see his little beady eyes. 
<laughs> but I think I would be okay if I grew up and I was like, oh, my mom like made money off of me, but it was just my back. I think that I would be okay with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I it starts know. to get real dicey when you're like, your your parents are writing very long captions about mm. things you do and In they're your like, voice. Even though you can oh, well, literally that's not speak, extra yet. creepy. Yeah, I hate. I hate. And then at the end, like tag the bottle that they have been drinking yeah. from or the toy they've been playing with. Yeah, yeah. Well, I personally got no problem with it. We we talked at some point. We used to follow all the fetuses very closely in Bachelor Nation, and the idea of uh, parasocial inheritance—that if your parents have millions of Instagram followers and they start a fetus account for you or a child account for you. You're going to get some of their numbers just by happenstance, you know? I mean, it's just a modern version of, like, Hollywood Nepo Baby. Yeah, Mm -hmm. essentially. We were wondering, because the Lion Dyke twins have one account, like, when does that split or do they keep it Well, here's the thing. These kids are so young. You think they want to be on Instagram? Hell yes. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. They're probably like, that's gross. Alessia already has a business. Yeah. They're going to be like fucking old people. Like, no, thank you. I'm going to be on whatever. TikTok. We don't, yeah, they don't, even tell, they don't even social. tell us yeah. about what their new social media yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. Like old. at bare minimum TikTok, but that'll probably be over by the time these kids are like 13. So, But you're going to have to have like a, a crazy amount of kind of willpower or sense of self to reject an audience that big once you become aware of what that actually means. Like, let's take Alessi as an example. Alessi has multiple hundreds of thousands of Instagram followers. At a certain point, she's going to be coherent enough to understand what that means. You're just going to throw that away? Fuck it, mom and dad. I don't want my 350,000 Instagram followers anymore. Uh-uh. I, I just question how how valuable that demo of people following them will be when they mm. get to the age to to use it. Like the, I, I don't age yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, like I'm. I don't know. It's not going to be the right the right people to sell shit to. They're going to need to to engage with their peers. I have to say, anyway. that the Bachelor Nation. Yeah, the Bachelor Nation parents <laughs> for sure dive right in share everything about their kids. We see it with like totally. Kayla Quinn and who else? Crystal Nielsen had a fucking ring light in the delivery room. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, another another Bachelor Nation wedding that happened recently. Crystal Nielsen from yeah. Ari Leindyke season and Miles Bowles, yes. not, not a Bachelor Nation mm-hmm. person, got married uh, in La Jolla on August 19th. It was the they same weekend as Hannah and Dylan. It was like a little... Uh, mm, that's a mistake. Back they and got forth on people, yeah. But they did also get a people spread. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to give it to them with that. You can't compete with like a double bachelor couple. It's just not the same yeah. Yeah. level. Hannah and Dylan, they've been training for this. But I'm very Crystal happy Miles, for Crystal, though. She seems really happy. They yeah. have a really cute two-year-old daughter... And uh, their theme, she told People Magazine, was, quote, keep it coastal. I, nice. What does that mean? What do you think that means? Keep what does it keep coastal. it coastal mean? Keep it, is that different from coastal proper? Keep it I don't coastal. Know. I mean, <laughs> I think I can it's only like coastal it grandmother. Isn't that, is that, that's what I think of. Like water. <laughs> But they were like the I mean, there was, they were in the backyard. Wait, where did they get married? Was it West Coast? La Jolla. La Jolla. La Jolla. Okay. That's like fancy so, yeah, San, San Diego. Diego. They had like a backyard wedding in I'm yeah, thinking San it Diego. just meant beach chic, you know, flowing dresses, mm-hmm. 
She, Maybe I mean, some she looked beautiful. Trees. She looked yeah, very beachy. simple and she, yeah, chic. I just love, I love how many different wedding themes there are names for. And they all seem to like have no real meaning. It just. I mean, the wedding industry is out of control. It's out, out of control. control. Mm-hmm. But Crystal and Miles, they seem happy. Yeah. Congratulations. Congrats, yeah. I mean, Miles is the father of Glitter Baby. Uh, that's what we were just talking about with Crystal Nielsen having the ring light. And I believe they sold the, the baby She called Lenora Glitter well. Baby before they came up with a name, to be clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Instagram oh, yeah. account was Glitter Baby 2020 or something like that. Whatever the year and was. And now I she think. has a name, which is Andorra. Andorra. Rose. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, Little Andorra. They look very happy. I'd sure. love to see some s- sustainable glitter parties in their future. For little Andorra, yeah. <laughs> Hey, you never know. And then, Reef of course, we have Noah. Glitter. We have Noah Urban, Abigail Herringer, who got engaged. How yes. do we feel yes. about this? Bachelor Love in Paradise it. season Ship seven. Them. Love yep. it. Look, I will forever hold them up, as well as some other couples uh, from that era of Paradise. We're talking about season seven and eight that were in my opinion, so overshadowed by the heavy hand of the producers that we got almost no story. And those will go down, in my opinion, as as two of the worst seasons of Bachelor in Paradise in history. Specifically, when we're looking at Noah Urban, Abigail Herringer, they were a very strong couple in season seven, or season eight, sorry. Were they in seven season or eight? Seven. 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 Season seven. And they were forced to go to the prom date where the producers forced them into a breakup narrative. They immediately were back together as soon as the show was uh, done airing. And now they're obviously engaged. This is a success story that The Bachelor can now not claim. They will never be considered uh, Bachelor Nation royalty because in the narrative of the show, the producers forced them to break up. Now they're going to get married. They're going to have kids. They're going to have this great life. And the show can never claim that. And this is from that era. Hopefully we're through it. Same with Becca and Thomas. Same with Becca Mm -hmm. and Thomas. Uh, Who they are now besties with and becca and thomas actually helped noah plan the proposal oh wow. cute. nice yeah abigail thought that noah was playing pickleball with thomas thomas helped him like mm. set up the house and they um he invited abigail and allegedly becca to join to join him and noah for like a sunset at one of thomas's friends houses and then it turned out to be the proposal and there was like a blanket with a bunch of um, red and white Roses. rose pe- petals scattered everywhere wow. and candles. Noah really did it up. And yeah, two, two couples God. that are so successful that were pushed to break up by the show. As were yeah. Piper James and Brenda Marias, as were Chris Connor and Alana Milne. There were a bunch of couples in those two seasons that they just... And they're all still together. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and cannot be claimed. You know what I'm learning from this story, though? You just said something very interesting. Big Body Trash Can, a.k.a. Thomas Jacobs, invited them over for a sunset. You know how many of my friends have invited me over for a sunset? <laughs> zero. Point zero. Never had that experience. Wow. Okay. Gotta get the That's Point all taken. I'm learning now. Well, yeah. anytime you one of your friends a sunset... Yeah, when you get invited to a sunset, you know, Chad, that something big is going to be happening in your life. It's because they know you don't like the sun. That is literally a direct (laughs) quote from Noah to people. She thought I was playing pickleball with Thomas and was inviting her and Becca to join us for a sunset at his friend's house. Just a sunset. That's the whole activity. Yeah, that's when you're when you're top tier 
in Bachelor Nation, that's what your life is. You're playing pickleball and watching sunsets. That's yeah, it. Yeah, you're just... Yeah. just uh, that, it. It's like Ken's job is beach. Their <laughs> job is sunset. Yeah. And I love that for them. <laughs> Their job is golden hour. Get those yeah. picks. Yeah, yeah magic exactly. hour. Exactly. You gotta. Mm-hmm. You gotta get that good natural light. You know who else loves... um. Gary loves pickleball, the Golden Bachelor. So maybe there's some sort of crossover thing they could do here to get Sunsets Becca and, and Thomas pickleball. back in the nation. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> I I support that. They've got Thomas Jacobs Abigail out there and- just crushing sixty year olds on the pickleball court. <laughs> launching 80 mile an hour serves straight up. Ah, please stop. We wasn't please just have fun. No. He's like, I'm going to dominate you. I thought we were just going to sunset. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you said your job was sunset. sunset. This is so unfair. We also learned from this People report that Noah and Abigail had designed the engagement ring together previously. It's a four carat elongated oval with a pave band. Classic. Classic, like, step up from Neil Lane, but, like, similar vibes. Question, how many carrots should a ring be? I mean, that's, four is a lot. That's a lot. lot. That's Mm -hmm. a lot. Four is, like, Mm. very large. Four is, like, it takes over your hand. Yeah, Yeah, the hand, Mm. the whole hand. And that's what you want. I mean, if you're of a certain class, I think that is... I guess what you want. It will just shimmer yeah. in the sunset, you know? That's all you need. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like for maximum yeah. like reflection I need from ring when you're doing sunset. sunset. Look, for me, uh, <laughs> if you're not getting a Neil Wayne diamond, you're not anymore in Bachelor Nation. That is a rebuke <laughs> of the nation. Neil Wayne is the demon of diamonds, the diamond demon. The Diamond Dealer, since whatever season it's been. Uh, when 13 or 14. That's when he was first on I think camera, he was I named think, They were using 13. Neil Lane a, a little before that. But um, if you're not doing that, it simply is saying, this is in our past. I think for me personally, if I was in the nation and I was marrying somebody from the nation or engaging someone you would in the nation. pay for a Neil Lane diamond? It would be my honor to If they weren't giving it to, to you? So. Are you... Oh, no, absolutely but, not. Chad, like you said, these people were like, you know, exayed by the by the franchise. They're they're turning their backs sure. on Bachelor. I mean, Abigail has has no roses in her Instagram bio. OK, mm. look, and, and not reference. You know what? And she's also a FIMP recipient. So the history of the game will never forget these players, whether they want to say they're in the nation or not anymore. They want to rebuke it. They want to get a diamond from who? Not Neil Lane. I don't care if it's a Tiffany's diamond. That is a rebuke. <laughs> I think they got a highly subsidized diamond from sure. a yeah. partner that I was not I don't think Neil they Lane paid for that diamond, TBH, but... Yeah, I don't think well, so Well, that's my point. Why, If you could get a free, beautiful diamond or you buy mm-hmm. a Neil Lane ring with your own money that has like 25 halos, mm-hmm. the, the choice is clear to me. Neil Lane. Yeah, listen, as long no. as you keep it coastal. Chad, no. Yeah. <laughs> as long as clear, we're keeping really. it coastal at the sunset. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to be looking at a lot of sunsets, too. They 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 just bought a house in Tulsa. They're leaving California. Different yeah. kinds oh, of sunsets. Wow. Got, so they got to get they got to get those San Diego sunsets in yeah. because they are going, yeah, they are moving to Oklahoma very soon. That's they're going to start as... the Oklahoma parasocial team. Nothing. Nah, nothing. As somebody who has a uh, close family, my parents live in Oklahoma City. 
and uh, I I go there from time <laughs> to time to visit. I gotta say, I don't think Hannah Godwin's gonna do well in Oklahoma. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Abigail? It's Abigail. Sorry, Abigail. Sorry, yeah. Uh, well, you're gonna have to go visit and check up on them, making sure that yeah, you know. I just I mean, I like learned they're... all about the rich history of Tulsa from Sophia Bush's, uh, you know, doomed wedding. Oh my gosh, so yeah. doomed. Poor baby. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I just feel like they are. Did you miss the whole Sophia Bush's wedding where they did an entire, they built it all around Tulsa, Tulsa and, and it was the like, col- yeah, the culture Tulsa. and the art. Yeah, the- it was like a whole, no. they were like, this is the social justice history of Tulsa. And they did a Vogue spread and then they got divorced Force. within 13 months. Yeah. Mm, wow. Okay. Yeah. Not Bachelor Nation, but, but worth, worth contemplating. We're going to take another quick break. And when we get back, We are going to get to some updates on Gabby Windy and Robbie Hoffman and some teasing about Bachelor in Paradise. Can you keep up? I like love. And we are back. So how do you guys feel about Gabby Windy and her newly announced girlfriend, Robbie Hoffman? Are you as obsessed with, with their love as we are? absolutely I screamed when I saw them on camera at the after the final rose I was so excited I was like we're in a new era sort of (laughs) we didn't talk to them and acknowledge it outright but those who knew we knew and appreciated it (laughs) yeah I mean that really is what it is at this point I mean that's how the bachelor's presenting it the show proper you know they are there they are technically if you want to consider anyone in the audience to be bachelor royalty, that's kind of what, how they position it. And, uh, usually that's something that's only reserved for like Sean and Catherine Lowe and whoever is sitting on the tier below them as they are on their thrones of power. Um, (laughs) here, I thought it was obviously much more inclusive with a same sex relationship. Uh, it wasn't quite like Demi Burnett and Christian Haggerty on that season of bachelor in paradise where they built a whole season around the idea of it. But yeah, I mean, it's great. Um, I hope that there's more stuff like this. I'm absolutely mm-hmm. obsessed with Robbie. I've been like listening to podcasts that she's on and she just seems like so absolutely brilliant. And something that we were wondering, we were talking about their relationship is like, how did these two meet? And we were trying to guess. Mm. And luckily for us, Gabby did an as told to interview with Jessica Radloff over at Glamour. And she talked about how she met Robbie, their love story, and kind of how she worked through her deeply conservative upbringing and came to her her sexual identity. Um, And she revealed that after going, she was like sort of dipping her toes into dating women via Raya. And then she, Mm. but like nothing had really stuck. And then she went out to a bar and a friend introduced her to Robbie. And according to Gabby, Robbie heard that Gabby was dating women and she said, so what's going on here? The bachelorette's gay? (laughs) She asked how old I was and I said 32. She said, nobody explores their sexuality and tries to date women at 32, (laughs) which I found out is just her very pretentious way of knowing everything. (laughs) So cute. It's so great. Yeah, nobody except uh, and just like that. <laughs> no, well, she. I think her point was like, it's gonna stick. You're not just exploring. Yeah, like, yeah. this is not a phase. Like, uh, if you're 32 and you're like discovering this, like, th- 
this is it. Yeah, you're getting I'm yeah. so yeah. I'm you're so queer. happy for this pairing. I also just love that it's a comedian because Gabby is one of the funniest bachelorettes we've ever had. So like yeah. to have somebody who's appreciating that humor. Imagine if she was stuck with fucking like Clayton forever. Ugh. Like the <laughs> it, it, she she deserved just better on the humor scale than anything mm-hmm. I think the men of Bachelor Nation yeah. could offer. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, though, you say that. I will say this in defense of Clayton Eckerd, the ultimate Viking, who is uh, no, I like Clayton. Nation. I, do I like Clayton. I don't think he's up to the level of humor as Gabby. Mm-hmm. Have you seen I, his I, dance? I a match. Wholeheartedly agree. It's so but funny. I will say, I he's think. laughing at them, Lizzie. No. <laughs> no, Clayton no. has some genuinely funny stuff. But I also think the way the show presents them, if you're not following these people on social media and kind of seeing what their comedic sensibilities are and whatever the posts they're making, if you're just looking at the show, that show, especially in Clayton Eckerd's season and both his rookie season and his season as Bachelor season 26, they cut that dude to be terrible. Like unfunny I agree. In every okay, way, to be clear, cetera, cetera, cetera. I am not yeah. trying to slander Clayton. I actually <laughs> quite enjoy Clayton. We have had him on this very podcast. <laughs> Is a lovely wow. guy, and he does have a sense of humor. Humble brag. I think. I think Gabby. <laughs> I think Gabby is a a cut above nearly anyone that's been a part of yeah. Bachelor Nation when it comes to humor. Mm-hmm. Like she deserved a professional. She did. I, I agree she with one. you. She's she's <laughs> like in in my opinion, she's in the tier of somebody like a Charlie O'Connell when you're looking at a lead who can like constantly produce hilarious hmm. shit again and again and again and again. Totally agree. My favorite bachelor season. Charlie seven. O'Connell. Oh, mm-hmm. and I would think you would like a it. Classic. Emma in the big apple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can you stream that season anywhere? I feel like I like no, that. you cannot. We may know someone who can get that for you. Oh, wow. Uh, it's like see. the black market of You the have no idea. You have no idea. Bachelor Look, archival footage. I mean, we went through you, a lot to get it. Uh, we're talking about getting this season seven. I have done things in service of our coverage of this show <laughs> that have has felt like fucking spy movies where I'm just getting a fucking phone call at 1030 at night that's like, meet me in a hotel. I'll tell you everything, <laughs> but you have to uh, prove that you're not wearing a wire. Not really like that. People aren't really disguising their voices and shit. <laughs> but these like clandestine meetings to get information about like what went on in the behind the scenes or this or that. It's fucking crazy. Once you get into this world that we are all in of covering this show on podcasts and writing, whatever. I don't know if you guys are experiencing this, but like at a certain point, it just starts happening. You just start finding yourself in these weird situations. Like what is going on here? We're talking about the bachelor, And then you're like, right? oh, yeah. no, I'm in a cult. What have I yeah. done? Oh. All for Charlie O'Connell, you know? Yeah. That's I, I, the we cult of Bachelor, I, I, I reconciled that a long time ago for myself. Definitely in the <laughs> cult. Definitely been here. Probably a high-ranking member of that cult at this point, and I'm not even aware of it. Uh, <laughs> no, I think that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're, you're up there. <laughs> I'm this close to getting some kind of Bachelor tattoo. Uh, it's, it's getting, okay, okay, Chad, we're going to have to just, we're going to have to talk about this after. (laughs) We cannot reveal that to the people. That is, that's going to be a special tattoo. (laughs) Next, next time we talk, Chad's going to be like, I've been branded. Um, it says, it says guide and protect your heart. (laughs) Yeah. Oh oh, no. Oh, Casey. I would probably get, this is from Ali. I would probably get that somewhere. Tamsig. Yeah, I get the Tamsig. 
Okay, well, we, we're going off on a tangent Sorry, now. We got to get apologies. back to Gabby and Robbie. No, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, as, as we said, Gabby also writes about in this or talks about in this interview that um, she grew up in, quote, conservative middle America, and she didn't know, like, a single gay woman growing up. And so in sort of going back over her history, she's like, these feelings have kind of always been there, and I was suppressing them for for a really long time. And it kind of took this moment to bring that that out of her. Yeah, which I found um, uh, really lovely too, was she had this sexual awakening when she was watching Perfect Match with Francesca and Abby. Um, and it seemed, wild. yeah, she said it seemed really genuine and she could relate. And she's like, maybe I should explore this. Did Francesca, you guys watch I think, Match? Francesca, Hi. I think, has, has had a lot She's made a lot of sexual awakenings across the nation. <laughs> I believe yeah, it. I believe I, it. I, believe I it. really Absolutely. believe it. I believe in Francesca's power. Yeah. Um, power in, in that regard. But I also love that. I think that's such a like nice testament to what it some just simple representation. Yeah, when you can yeah, when you see someone yeah. on stream. Absolutely. Just seeing something mirrored like that can't like the littlest thing can sort of clock something on in a person. I thought that's that was beautiful. really I know. It was really, really beautiful. Uh, she also calls her love with Robbie a, quote, big type of love. Oh, and God. she said, with her, I can just be myself. It's an awakening. It's serendipitous and kismet and kind of spiritual, but also very stable. We were both meant for a big type of love, and now it's finally here. Oh, this oh, is why great. I wanted to see more chills. of them. Um, I have final rows. We needed, like, a one-on-one -on -one interview with Gabby and Robbie. I mean, Jesse this, Palmer. this was really like hitting all of my sweet spots. I was so happy to read, mm. to read this interview. She also said, I just know after dating women, I don't think I would ever date a man again. Yep. I I, that's the quote I loved the most. Iconic. <laughs> that's yeah. the quote. That's yes. the quote on all that you've seen floating around Instagram. Just, I would never date a, a man, man again. again. <laughs> I shared forever. it. I loved it. I love the sentiment. It's Same. so easy to love like, women. I say this to Chad all the time and he's like, I'm right this here. Way. And I'm like, I know, but there's Look, so many but it's bad true. But there's women. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Chad. No, I'll be all right. Sorry. I'll, be okay. I'll be okay. I have my cat. <laughs> uh, it was just, yeah, it's lovely. I'm obsessed with them and... um. I don't know. I want to see more of them. Me I want to see some Gabby, Robbie, Becca, Tilly, Haley, Kyoko crossover parasocial yes. events. I it's mean, time for them to team up. Hell yes. I am living every time we get like a G flip, Chris Shell, Haley, yes. Becca crossover that they keep hanging out and that really gives me life. So we need to add Gabby yes. and Robbie into that mix. We need them I all. Love, yeah, we need this, them all the to sub. be in the audience of Dancing with the Stars, cheering Charity on because Gabby's been on the show, Chriselle's been on the show. Oh. Maybe they'll be there oh. this season. Oh. Mm -hmm. That's such a good call. Date I night. love this this increasingly large subset of women who go on aggressively heterosexual uh, reality shows, and then right after are like, "Wait, I, yeah. what? Maybe I never want to date a man again." <laughs> that was. What was I thinking? Fuck. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this question about Dancing with the Stars. Do you believe Rachel Recchia will be forced to be in the audience again for this uh, Dancing with the Stars as well? 
to promote Bachelor Bachelor. in Paradise, probably. Yeah, (laughs) because it will be airing the audience for Gabby's Dancing with the Stars. She was in the audience at the after the final rose for Charity's announcement that she will be on Dancing with the Stars. I feel like Rekia is. uh, They're just forcing her forever to be in the audience. Audience. She better be first. She better be first. Sand and Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, she better be yeah. first one out she there, or I, she has to be. I, I don't know. think there's. I, there's I want any Paradise to do right by her. Yeah, I hope they do. I, mean, I really she's like Rachel. The only Me Bachelorette too. playing. She has I to know. be first. And I mean, they didn't bring out Becca first, but I hope they do. No, it but with that Rachel. was that was meant but to I be like, like that a was surprise or something. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was meant to be like a big reveal. Like this has never been done before, and now. They're just all in every promo, being like four bachelorettes. Yeah, showing. Oh, the most bullshit promo ever! I'm not an idiot. I know. I know only. We will get into that promo. We're gonna get there. Yeah, Yeah, we all know we're not stupid, but we will get into the promo before we get to Bachelor in Paradise stuff. Lee, can you just run us through all of the many baby updates? Yes, as a mother, you know, I'm just scrolling through, just seeing all the uh, bachelor babies pop up on my feed. We got Raven and Adam. They had their second son. Max, nice. she's been very open about Adam her breastfeeding Jr. struggles, uh, having two under two. I appreciate it. Leslie Murphy is pregnant with her second child. Cute. Traveling Muzzle. the world still. Like, that girl's on I every mean, trip. Because she, I mean, look, that's what happens when two, like, professional travel photographer bloggers get married. Yep. They just keep going. And they take their baby along sometimes. It's pretty nice. She probably has a nice life. Speaking of influencer, let's get that girl an Instagram page. Uh, Sean Booth. Sean Booth's having a baby with his uh, girlfriend, his first child. Um, Wait, are they together? I think they are together. Sean I Booth, believe yeah. so. Okay. I was just curious. I remember when the announcement came out that she was pregnant and they were kind of like cagey about like, what was the deal? Are they in a relationship? Is this just, was it a casual thing that turned into parenthood? No, I think they're still dating. Oh, yeah. I, I think that okay. they're together. Yeah. That was Great. my understanding. Of course, Nick Vile and Natalie Joy are having their first yes. child, which oh, yes. was a, a little bit of a surprise to me, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a surprise to the nation. It, it was, that it was, was the news that rocked the nation, I feel like. Becca Martinez, expecting baby number three. three. Yeah. Oh, congrats. Oh. Another mazel. Nice. Uh, Amanda Stanton got married and her husband, Michael Fogel. They're expecting their first child together, but it's her third child because she mm. had she has two little two girls. daughters. Who were on the show. So we, we met on the show. Mm-hmm. And they were influencers big time. Don't know if they still are, but those kids were like properly trained. Yeah, they're they're so they've grown so much. Look at me just following all these bachelor kids. I know. They're like they're, they're like yeah, teens are yeah. Pre-teens. They're like full on. It's like when you see Jason pre-teens. Mesnick's son, and you're like, oh my god, he's a grown man. Yeah, I think <laughs> Amanda, Amanda's older daughter is in middle school now. Yeah, it's wild. Wow. And then I love I personally love Jaden Tanner. Uh, she is definitely a mommy influencer, but she shared that she recently had. Uh, a miscarriage or a miss miscarriage is mm. when your body doesn't recognize that the loss. Uh, but I commend her for sharing it. She has a lot of followers too, who follow her for mom content. Uh, she's been really open about it. She's been posting about like how the experience is going for her. Um, I appreciate it as a woman who had a miscarriage myself. I commend her. It's, it's not easy um, to share yeah, that. Let alone, I feel like people yeah, are talking about that kind of thing more and more. 
so yeah i appreciate it yeah yeah and so we're just wishing her um all the best and healing and yeah let's move on to some lighter fare just a little miscellaneous news item Tyler Cameron and Nick Vial will be appearing on the next season of Special Forces World's Toughest Test alongside Tom Sandoval and Black China. This is a show that Hannah Brown won the first season. So, hey, there's like a strong a track legacy. record. Yeah. This is yeah, like a legacy yeah. for Bachelor Nation. This is the place they go that. now. Not It's not always Dancing with the Stars. If you want to get tough. You go on special forces. Well, now forces. there's special forces. There's that new show that hasn't aired yet, like The Goat. There's The Goat. That's going to have. There's The Villains. Yeah. There's what oh, was the, the one Ari Lyondike. Well, there's the also, there's The Traitors, but there's also Villains that Corinne mm-hmm. Olympios is going to be on. That's a show that's upcoming. Oh, uh, yeah. There are now Tax Taylor's a, on that too. A, uh, a swath of these shows that people from any reality show, not just Bachelor Nation, can have this kind of secondary uh, tier of relevance. I think this the world's tough. What is it? World's toughest warrior, the surviving world's, world's, world's toughest, toughest Marines, challenge. Yeah, world's toughest challenge. I am almost a hundred percent confident that a bachelor, world's toughest test. I, I toughest wrote test. challenge, but it's special yeah. forces world's toughest test. Right, because we have the that, challenge. <laughs> yeah, the, and there's probably going to be people from the challenge on these things too. But I think psychologically, the bachelor is the hardest game to play of any of these games and i think bachelor players are always going to do very well in that specific show because it's largely psychological the tortures they put you through are in my opinion a week compared to what you have to go through on a season of the bachelor especially the seasons that somebody like vial and tyler cameron went through mm-hmm. can you imagine tyler cameron went through bachelor at season 15 where they he thinks he's in the final three. They're standing at the rose ceremony. Oh shit, Luke Parker comes back with a fucking diamond ring that the producers gave to him to crash the rose ceremony after fantasy suites. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Nick and Tyler have been have been through a lot. There's a reason Hannah Brown won. You've got yeah. to have that like mental fortitude to get Wake me up when they're on alone. The Bachelor. You guys watch that show? <laughs> no. It's what just show? a person alone in the woods trying to survive. Uh, and be oh, that's horrifying to me. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it would be boring, but it's interesting. And I would love that, to see it. Is it like some like naked it. and afraid vibes? It's like naked and afraid, but they are not naked and they are alone. And they're and alone. not with a partner. Yeah. I gathered that part from the title. No, yeah. But you. they all lose right. it. Well, yeah. As they should. That, I think that's why it's, that sounds like a, a horror show to me. Like, I don't. I would lose it very easily if I was isolated and I don't need to watch. Oh, yeah. Other people would, experience 10 that. minutes. Triggering I'm out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like throwing up the fucking like. Yeah, I'm flag. still recovering like, from the COVID uh, situation. So <laughs> yeah, you're like alone. just being trapped in my house um, <laughs> for months on terrific, end. Yeah. So. But we wish, you know, Tyler and Nick the best of luck and we'll uh, we'll be seeing how they how they I, fare. I can see I who, do you think we'll, who do you think will do better? Tyler Vial. or Nick? Vial. I could see Nick. Yeah, I could see Nick doing it, doing well. <laughs> Although I think Tom Sandoval is actually going to do well because he's going in like nothing to lose, ready to be literally punched in the face. Yeah. But there's Vanderpump and these, these other shows that aren't specific competitions. I mean, all reality shows are competitions for relevance, for dominance in the social media followings of whoever you're you're on the show with. 
but it's not like Bachelor, which is real. I mean, literally a game of attrition. It's you're winnowing down I, to the final champion. That's what this this uh, world's toughest challenge is as well. And Vial has more game time than any human being on planet Earth. In so you think the he's nation. so you think he's gonna win? You think he's gonna be yes. the next Hannah Brown? Yes. Okay. I, I guess think you're we'll going to see. see a a long as long as this show is on. I don't know if it's going to get a season three. If it keeps coming back and they keep having bachelor high level bachelor players, we're talking about crowns here. People who have gone through a rookie season and come back to be uh, your bachelor, your bachelorette. I think you're going to see only Bachelor Nation people winning it every <laughs> season. They, Interesting. I, mean, was I don't know. We'll see. NBA players, Olympic athletes. Well, she she co won it with Carly Lloyd. Right. Right, and, yeah. and maybe he'll co-win. I mean, it really is that show. The the model of the game is like just whoever makes it to the end, whoever can survive. And it's a winter theme, right? It's against a bunch of professional skiers and stuff. Too. I know it's going to be wild. But yeah, I, I do think the formula of like one pro athlete and one reality TV personality is a good one. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. If they I go agree. for that as like the winner or co-winners every time, that's it's a good yeah. good combo. They should just give it to Sean Booth. <laughs> just give it to Sean Booth. Did you guys watch um, the latest episode of this Vice docu-series? No. The Dark Side of the 2000s? I they haven't seen it. I've seen the clips. Yes. So I watched it this morning. Because, you know, I've got to do the research for this mm -hmm. pod. Um, and yeah, they did an entire episode focused on The Bachelor. And I think for those of us that have read a lot about the show, know the show's history. It's not a lot of, like, surprising information, mm -hmm. but it is still, I'd say for anyone who's, like, contemplating watching it, I think it's worth watching. They have, like, a ton of archival footage of old seasons mm -hmm. and, like, interviews with Mike Fleiss and then interviews with early Bachelor staffers, like, season one casting director Marky e. Costello, the former EP and director Jason Carbone, former producer Michael Carroll, and then they have former Bachelor Lorenzo. Wow. Uh, season five villain Trish Schneider and season four runner-up Kelly Joe. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's just, it's interesting. It's interesting to see these people kind of reflect on their experiences. Yeah. The production, the people who worked on the show are largely like, yeah, it was a shit show, but also everyone knew what they were getting into. And like, I don't really feel that bad about it. Yeah, yeah that's how they awesome. have to justify yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the, the from what I saw from the clips, and I read a bunch of articles about it and stuff. Uh, I tend to agree with what you're saying. Like, there's nothing new in there in, in terms of information. Yeah. The thing that is new that I think is the most important thing about this is that it got made. Warner Brothers exactly. licensed yeah. them the footage. These producers are allowed now to come out and talk about these things. Fleiss is even on there talking about shit. It's like, what's going on? Is it the no, 20 exactly. year moratorium That's... is over? We can talk about these old seasons now mm. because it used to be like, fuck no, lock that shit down. Never talk about, talk about these about things. It. These yeah. are our dark secrets. I wonder if they're just acknowledging that like all this stuff is already out there. So they might as well kind of get on Bored, I guess to an extent. I I, I, I don't because no like none of this. Why they none of this it. was surprising to me, but it was interesting. I also think because everyone that was interviewed was on the show so long mm -hmm. ago, and a lot of what they talk about is like 
Lisa Levinson, Mike Fleiss, sort of the mm-hmm. the executives mm-hmm. that were at the center of creating the show. None of these people work on the show now. Mm-hmm. Mike Fleiss is Gone. out. And so I think there is like a way that the show could spin this of being like, this was this was an earlier era. era. Yeah. That yeah. must be what it is. Cause even though like none of those people who are in the show have the ability to make the decision to be in that vice show. That's what they all have contracts saying they can never talk about any of this. That has to go through Warner Brothers legal. They have to okay it. Um, so I agree with you. There's something happening at the top levels here. I think it's a Fleiss thing. I think it's a fuck Mike Fleiss mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, they're trying, to, sort of yeah, how, they're trying how to like I, set the that's tone. Sort of how yeah. I read it. I mean, a lot of it was like, they're like, Mike Fleiss is had this great idea but he was very terrifying you know like mm-hmm. he he's the one like they they have interviews where Marky Costello is talking about like the diversity mandate was not huge yeah. and mm-hmm. Mike Fleiss liked them blonde and thin like that like a, I think a lot of it is like Mike Fleiss had a specific vision and that's mm-hmm. how we were trained one of the producers is talking a lot about the way that Fleiss would uh pressure all of the crew to be drinking constantly throughout all of filming and <laughs> so it, he was like it turned a bunch of us into alcoholics and he no longer drinks now um and so i think i i sort of feel like they are they're revealing these things and also they are managing to pin quite a bit of the culture on on flice mm-hmm. so that's yeah i'm so curious like the yeah. interesting the it's casting interesting person I, I, i'm yeah. so curious like I just specifically remember the beginning of season three, they did this intro thing where they were like, these are our five choices for The Bachelor. And like one of them was this black Olympic volleyball player. Right, yes. And then they just end up picking, I think it's Firestone that they announce it's Firestone, the real millionaire and stuff. And I'm just like curious if they get into that kind of thing, but... They're all more tight-lipped when it comes to addressing like the obvious racism of the casting. They're they're kind mm-hmm. of like I mean, you can see there was only one black woman on the first season like yeah, they don't or get into the Lenise picked. Right, we picked two. Yeah, Lenise Adams. We picked two Fleiss liked. He was really into Amanda and Trista, you know, the final mm-hmm. two of season 1. Um and they yeah, one of the producers, Carol, Michael Carroll, also describes the archetypes that they were casting for. He's like, we needed the bimbo. We need the hoe. We mm-hmm. needed the ditzy girl. This is not new information. But again, it's just interesting, interesting to, to hear, hear someone mm-hmm. put it in such plain terms. They also talked about how the first person that they wanted to be the first Bachelor, um, they couldn't move forward with because he had herpes. Ooh. And so, so Alex they, ended up, <laughs> they ended up finding Alex Michelle from a rejected pile of survivor applicants. Interesting. You know what? I always had that vibe yeah. that he should be on Survivor. I, yeah. You know. He auditioned. They had his tape. They were looking for. And one of the casting people on Survivor was like, you know, we have a guy that we think could be good for you guys. Hmm. And wow. that is how Alex Michelle got cast and Marky talks about the casting director talks about how the network liked him, but they were like, he's not thin enough. So Mm. they put him up in a hotel, put him on the zone diet, got him a personal trainer and bleached his teeth. And then he was allowed to, Oh my God. To be the lead. Yeah. 
it's just like some, yeah, none, again, none of it is surprising and all of it is disturbing. Like I, I, so I'd say it's worth, it's worth watching for the interviews and archival footage alone because we don't get a lot of it. It's so weird that Alex Michelle has no contact with the franchise anymore. So weird. I know. After they trapped him, made him lose weight. He basically did do Survivor. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) And I've talked a lot to Amanda, the winner of of season one, and she she's she's been posting like all these articles on Instagram, being like, "Guys, this isn't news." Like, yes, yeah. they did psychologically torture us. Of course, they did. Like, yeah, that's reality yes. TV generally, but Bachelor very specifically. It's all based on that. Yeah, I got to watch this now. I I, yeah. uh, yeah. I want to see that footage. But yeah, I'm hopeful that more stuff like this will come out. Like in the best case scenario, we get to a place with reality TV coverage that is like ESPN so that you have a series like ESPN's 30 by 30 where it's uh, an hour long documentary about one specific thing that happened in sports, you know, and they do this yeah. every week. I would love to see like an hour long documentary like that Vice thing about every season of Bachelor, every season of Bachelorette. BIP, do one about Bachelor Pad. Do one about Listen to Your Heart. I'd watch that. Yeah, I know. The nitty yeah. gritty of oh, Listen man. to Your Heart. Me and Emma love yeah. Listen to Your Heart. Yeah, we did. You we could get all we did. four Lee people. I, I check in on them a lot on Instagram. Lee and like, I got up really to? into Listen to Your Heart during peak COVID. Maybe it's because okay. we, we were, were in like, quarantine and we're like, wait. Yeah, we were in quarantine and we were like, this, this is what we have. We're so happy. for us too. Danny Padilla was the, the first player from any Bachelor game we ever interviewed. We love him. Yeah, Ruby loved her, you know. Yeah, look, okay. We'll take we'll take any of them. But yeah, I think there is value what this is doing is I think what we try to do with our podcast, which mm-hmm. is like take this material seriously and actually yes. interrogate it and look at it. And I think sort of framing the rise of the bachelor within the greater like a greater interrogation of what pop culture in the 2000s looked like yeah. I think is really smart so mm-hmm. I would recommend that anyone right. I you know paid two ninety nine to get this episode nice it was worth it it's, I watched the John and Kate one too that was worth it like again no new information but it really interesting to actually like dive back into what was happening it's smart okay guys should we get to the main event Bachelor in Paradise we've seen some promos finally one promo and we have seen an announcement of the OG cast. Should we run through Lee, who who we're going to see on the sand? Absolutely. In well, episode of, one, of course, we'll see Jesse Palmer and Wells Adams, who's returning <laughs> as bartender. Sorry, yeah. Nehemiah. Maybe next year. Uh, <laughs> charity season. We have Aaron B, Braden, Aaron S, Sean, and Pilot Pete 2.0. How do we feel about that selection? good enough look my bottom line in paradise is you get to remake yourself grocery store joe was a night one guy now he's hosting fucking bachelor happy hour he's got a million plus followers he's married to serena he's got his sauces uh all around the country you i don't do anything think, in paradise do you think pilot peter is gonna have the rise of grocery store no joe? it seems no. like everyone still hates him i feel like yes. we're, yeah we're gonna see Somewhere. more like middle school drama with that which <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. This is obviously already shot. 
so they shot the they shot Paradise before they shot that uh Mantel all exactly where, he, where we learned the fuck Peter thing that they were all doing on their Instagram, the, which I had the no light idea on about. online bullying. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I, it was an incredible and moment. I think most people didn't know about that at all, and so for them to choose to bring it out and make it a story means they're setting him up for something in Paradise. They already got that. Cut it makes done. more sense yeah. that that he has some sort of paradise arc for why they would have included that in retrospect. So true. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like they they were like, you need some context as yeah. to why everyone remember fucking hates this, this guy. Yeah. Also, he exists. Please remember he exists. Mm-hmm. I'm curious so to see uh, Aaron oh, sorry, S. Lizzie. I'm curious to see Aaron S. play again. I mm-hmm. feel like he, what do you he think was the doing some be? interesting thing. I feel like he is down to like do anything. He just what I'm guessing from his parasocial plays, he's definitely like trying to get in there. You know, he's working. Yeah, he's working. And he's trying to dynamic duo with Brayden. Um, So we'll see Mm. if that winds up being a thing on sand or not. I'm curious. I mean, Brayden's obviously the thing I'm most looking forward to. Oh, (laughs) Brayden is down to clown. He has paint all over his face. He's wearing hats. He's wearing scarves. He's he's going for it. Down to clown. (laughs) So other cast members. Day one, Zach season. We have Kylie, Mercedes, Kat, Jess, Greer, Olivia, Brooklyn, and other cat. <laughs> meow cat. Meow cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it seems like they're going to focus cat. on cat. You're looking forward to meow cat? Yeah, Cat. Meow Cat was one of the strongest face players we saw during that season, and I thought her her time in game got cut short. Honestly, she was not utilized <laughs> to the best of her capabilities, especially not with face play presentation. And I just think we are going to see her face playing up and down that beach. I can't wait. I I I'm wondering how long she'll last. I think yeah. maybe not long, but I oh, think we'll God, get some please. a big. Please splash. don't let this be true. You so, don't. Yeah, you don't think moment. she's going to develop like a really a, la- a lasting relationship. Look, from what we've seen teased, mm-hmm. I'm not seeing it. But, and those yeah. kind of characters tend to not be long for, for the season. Yeah. I mean, I will say, I think she probably would have had a better chance at getting a long run if Brayden wasn't there. Because I think she could have fit mm. into a colorful narrator role, Ooh. the kind of comic relief of the beach. Okay, fair. Um, and they'll, they'll keep your... We obviously know Paradise. The only rule in Paradise is make the producers keep you. That's what the whole show is because they'll give you a rose. If there's not a person to give you a rose, they'll send somebody down the fucking stairs to give mm-hmm. you a rose. And then you don't True. have to do the split week. Uh, or Big Polly. Yeah. Or Big Polly will come in and give it to Natasha Parker. Uh, they'll keep you there if they want you there. You don't have to be in a relationship. You just have to be funny or interesting in some way. Don't be uh, boring. Yes. The yeah. don't, says. don't be boring. Don't yeah, be boring. God. Fucking Wells. Okay. Yes. Then Wells we have- is going to be there. Come on. Yes. Can't, but, can't you know, be better than this. Sunset Chad will be is there. Over so we'll be good. Who Chad else is, is going to so give him all the secret pep talk at the beginning? Yeah. Did you guys hear that? That he said he gives everybody a pep talk before Paradise? As though no. he is the governor of Paradise? I don't need that pep talk. Yeah, I don't need the pep talk. Nobody you know needs who, that. You know who doesn't need that pep Neither does the document. Talk. Yeah, Rachel freaking Reckia doesn't need that pep Correct. talk. And she's going to be, yeah, first, first on the sand, I feel like. And she's... Joined by her fellow Clayton seasoners, Eliza and Sam. Mm-hmm. Sam, who's having a poop. Is this baby. bathtub yes. Sam? Yes, bathtub. This is Val. Wait, she's Sam, the yeah. poop one too. <laughs> yeah, God. she's the poop baby one. I, the poop thing is like, 
I get that Paradise is the less serious version of the game. They think they're being funny and having fun with the little sketches they put together in Sally's suitcase and all this dumb shit. There is a line, though, I think that you cross where it's like, if if you want this game to have legacy and you want people in the fandom to love this thing on a deep fucking level, you have to respect the players to some degree. And there's a line that it crosses when it gets into shit like that. Especially like what they do with Ashley I. Kennedy last pun, season. Pun intended. Yeah, yeah. pun intended. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Ashley I. Kennedy and, and Jared I. Kennedy, when they showed up, their entire thing, their entire identity was built around she farts too much for them to have sex, and then they made her sit in the sand and pee. And it's like, fine, if they're down to do it, but it's like, Jesus Christ, this is one of the most successful couples, at least in terms of what they've done post-game, that you've ever produced. And now you reduce them to like this just stupid Creamy fucking shit. Creamy Caesar farts. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's I think that's a good point. I'll be interested to see like how much they harp on this outside of the trailer i have heard from people who've been in paradise that like this is a really common issue that a lot of people who are in paradise have that like no one is having is not no one's bowels are like regulating properly yeah Yeah. Mm. so that's cool i i do wonder (laughs) if they were a little bit like scraping the barrel for a storyline like if people were having just getting along too well, and they were like, "We need to just insert." Feels like some a poop joke <laughs> to me. Yeah, yeah. Like poor, poor Sam is. Do you think that they altered her diet specifically to get this outcome? <laughs> to induce this? I yeah. oh, I really hope not, because then that's like severely crossing a line. We've heard just carbs. from uh, multiple Tosh people. Can't Tosh can't pee. Tosh Hawkins, can't poop. Yeah. Even uh, Baylakai Blake Horseman has said that they would. You have to ask permission to go to the bathroom for whatever the the movement you may be making is. And uh, the producers will tell you yes or no. And in many cases, they say, fuck no, sit there, hold it so that we get the footage we want. And then they get you sprinting to the bathroom and they'll cut that footage against like somebody coming down the stairs to make it look like you're running from them or whatever. So everyone's really running to the toilet and not running from each yes. other. That Honestly, that right. makes that makes <laughs> yeah. a lot of sense. Absolute sense. Yep. And no one so- <laughs> can forget the other important shit play, Chad Johnson. They made it yeah. look like he shit his pants there. Right? And he did not. Oh wow. Bad. I've really like blocked a lot of Chad Johnson out of my brain because that's healthy. Traumatic yeah. player. Um, our final two cast members on day one are Will from Michelle's season and, of course, Blake Moynes, the mm. winner of Katie Thurston's season. Can't wait for that. And Katie, like, Katie makes an appearance on the beach, not obviously not yeah. to be a part of it, but just that's going to be fun. Have you guys done like, a, a, a deep dive on this trailer? I was going this morning like trying to get like hmm. shot by shot. shot. I saw a quick, who we were a quick still. He's, he's done a hair removal play. He's got like a buzz cut. <laughs> Boins. Oh yeah, Blake's Blake's hair is quite a hair removal shorn. Play. Not a haircut, but a hair removal <laughs> play. <laughs> That's where we're at with our fandom. <laughs> hey, you know, young Noah Herb did a hair removal play with that mustache, yeah. Deanie Baby's yeah. mustache. We've seen it. It's it's how you get people talking. You got a hair removal play. You're a whole yeah, new character. Blake looks like he's had he's had a bit of a glow up. Mm-hmm. He's he's out here. A glow up. That's another Let's see. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> we see him making out with Genevieve from Zach's mm. season. Mm-hmm. We see him 
what in, like on a date with Jess, hugging Jess. Other things that we see, Brayden is grinding on Jess, mm. eagerly giving Hannah Brown, who has not shown up to date, a hug because he's just, you know, going to get in there no mm-hmm. matter what. Smart. Uh, I loved how he and, sucked up to Gary in the after the final rose. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. he's just he's going to make whatever play is. He just wants. Is he's there to, to make him. friends? Yeah, he's. <laughs> Brayden is also, of course, going on a date with Rachel Reccia mm-hmm. and making out with Kat Izzo. Yeah, or we're going on a date with Kat Izzo. Kat Izzo is. We saw the makeout. So, I mean, yeah, the makeout. Uh, well, the makeout on the beach is not Brayden. It's John Henry, our underwater welder. Whoa. Interesting. Which we, you know, when we first met you really John Henry. Guy, I really, guys, I literally paused every yeah. single thing. Some other things I noticed. Obviously, Ra- Rachel and Jordan V, the guy she sent home. <gasps> The race car oh, driver. Oh, he's the race car driver. Yeah. Two he's seasons after. And, that's an interesting. And they are making out. Hmm. Hmm. Second chances. Yeah, yeah. She says second chance. Maybe mm-hmm. he's a grocery store Joe-esque. I mean, I know he wasn't a night one guy, but he was a first one-on-one guy. Um, he was early out, say, but he had a big Instagram yeah. bump, I remember. People he were did. fans. People yeah, because I think he made an impression. People felt bad for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that the what we've kind of gone through in the past Leading up to charity season, I'll say. Charity season, notwithstanding. Every season prior to that in in recent history, they've done a very bad job of how they've presented all the players. So we have, in my opinion, had almost no idea who any of these people are, what their personalities are like. They all seem very unmemorable. And so, yes, you have your Rekias. You've got Braden, obviously, from this season. You have some standouts. But the rank-and-file players on Paradise, I think when they're going in, their job is to establish who the hell they are. Cause I don't think we're going to remember I would agree with that. any of them. You know, it's like, this is really your, your, in my opinion, your first chance as a player, because whatever you did in, you know, bachelorette season 19 fucking bachelor 27. It, we don't know. We don't know. Cause they didn't show. Us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only, and only the, uh, the really intense, fans of the bachelor nation are even going to remember who you are so you're right we yeah. have to we're the only ones who yeah. will remember you yes. and as yeah, i like, said of course I like everyone remembers my, jordan my brain out. <laughs> yes. yeah we start fresh I, each season i need yeah. to intermittently empty my brain out so even i start to forget people i was like mm-hmm. will who's will oh he looks vaguely familiar wait is will urena mm-hmm. yes he's the one or who fought with peter izzo Yes, yes, that was yes. Will. That's that's Will. Will won the and jacket, and Peter Izzo threw it in the pool, right? Yes, yes. On the top. Gun wow, great date. memory. Yeah, that, I'm sure we'll memory. see that. You flashback. brought me back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some yeah, some well, other people yeah. that I was excited to see that we're going to see in Paradise. We get a lot of Aaron B footage, of course, in this promo. Mm-hmm. Eliza is first making out with John from this past season, mm. and then. She's on a date with Aaron B, and Aaron B is like, I'm falling in love, love with, with you. I can see mm-hmm. that pairing. Eliza right? and Aaron you? B. Mm-hmm. I so my suspicion is gonna be like she's gonna kind of float around. They're both gonna kind of float around. We also get a little clip of Aaron B making out with Mercedes. And so I wonder if that oh. is all gonna happen at the beginning, and then Eliza and Aaron are gonna yeah. pair up. So he's gonna all eggs her at some point. Interesting play. Huh. I mean, we'll I think it's works. smart. He 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 got like a rom- a semi romantic lead 
um, arc on charity season. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to squander that. No. But I like a lot, yeah. Overplay your hand and be a fuckboy. That never works. It doesn't work. I'm rooting for him and Eliza. Me too. I like Eliza. I like Eliza. Mm-hmm. I like Eliza a lot. I would assume that that Love Level 3 is happening in a week when the women have their roses. Because generally speaking, you don't want to play a high love level like that unless it's to garner a rose, keep yourself around. So it may just be a play. Maybe it is uh, truly what he's feeling in this moment, blah, blah, blah. Lee and I are the true romantics. We're like, no, we're rooting for them. We want the best for Eliza. As as do I, but the best. She had a tumultuous season last year, as I remember. Yeah, she did. She Mm -hmm, had a a bit of an emotionally traumatic. I root for everyone with the same name as me, just generally. Do you guys do that? (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah. All all Elizabeths, you're all on my team. There haven't really been Emmas. I don't think there's been a Lee on the on the season. Has there? Yeah, a guy, a guy, a Lee Garrett. Guy, you yeah, had a very, uh, a very racist Lee man, Garrett, Lee, but the racist men, Lees, I do not. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't Agreed. identify with them, and the, okay. their names are spelled differently. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. respect yeah. that. I'm, the the thing I'm most curious about this season in Paradise is how it's going to be presented. We have seen in these most recent seasons, like we were talking about, uh, they really have in my opinion, put the players through unnecessary levels of psychological torture that actually makes yes. the show worse. What we split are watching week. this for, Split Week split was a, week a was disaster. Heinous. Mm-hmm. They're that not going to do Split cast. Week again. Right? Can't do that again. I don't think um, so. I think people hated it so much. Like, they're yeah. not... But also the players did. Like, like the, you know, we're no, watching the show... Um, Top to bottom. Yeah. I, I'm watching the show primarily, and I think most other people are too, to escape their lives. To be like, oh my God, I want to watch these people frolicking in the waves at this, uh, you know, resort in in Mexico, having fun, falling in love. That's the general conceit of the show. What we've got in the past two seasons is watching a group of people being tortured to the point of group nervous breakdowns and Correct. fleeing yeah. their circumstances. We cannot escape our own lives if we are watching people attempt to escape a torturous scenario. So I remember hope. how many quit last season. It was just yeah. like, everywhere. it was yeah. emotional trauma. It really was. No, it was a complete mm-hmm. hellscape. And I have, I will say I have heard not from people who were there, but people who are friends with people who were there that like in general, people seemed to have a good time. Like okay, everyone great. was getting along. They had a good time. I'm sure, you know, they'll make decisions on what to play up and it'll seem mm-hmm dramatic either way but um it seemed like it was less traumatizing from what i've heard this go around which is lovely to hear especially following gary season like i don't want to be tortured i want to like just go from love to love you know that's that's what we're after that's such a good point lee we're also it looks like tyler is is coming back you know right a lot of rachel's Mm. rachel's guys are Mm. gonna be back tyler Avon. Avon. Yeah. Avon is shown with Kylie. It looks like they get pretty hot and heavy. Same with Mercedes and Tyler. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be, I feel like it's going to be, that's going to be interesting for Rachel. It makes sense to me they'd bring in a bunch of her people to kind of center her as a big character. Do you think that Rachel is going to get any kind of special treatment in the same way other crowns that have uh, appeared on sand do? Like Becca Kufrin, for example, famously had access to the internet during the entire season that she was in Paradise. Did she? I didn't even know that. Wow. 
I wonder, I don't know. My instinct is that like the show does not have the same reverence for Rachel as they have for someone like <laughs> That's Becca Cooper. My instinct as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mean she wasn't cast on Dancing with the Stars, as Chad mentioned? <laughs> She was a Kessel Disney with the Stars, has never gotten a podcast. Uh, even in the edit of Bachelor at 19, I feel like she was given the the worst end of that deal. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. And I I really like her. I'm really rooting for her, but I don't I yeah. know that she's going to get so much special treatment. We also, what did you guys think in the promo? We see that there's like something they're calling a truth box set up on the bar. I'm like, mm-hmm. is this just... I a wonder if this for evil crafted by Wells. It's for Wells. Yeah, Wells camera time, I'm sure. Yeah. I think Was it's this another thing where they were Love like... Island to be like, who's the worst, who's the least compatible couple? And then they vote them out. That's my guess. Yeah. Oh, that's, oh, that happens on I Love Island. I love this kind of yeah. stuff. And I, look, as, as bad as Split Week was, I will give the producers props for making attempts here. They are Trying getting something destroyed new. by uh, Love Island, Too Hot to Handle, Love is Blind, Perfect Match. These shows are all more culturally relevant than Bachelor is now. They have to either start taking things from those shows or doing new shit. Experimentation, Agreed. I feel like, is always good uh, in the format. Until you find that thing that knocks it out of the park, then you solidify it. For Bachelor, that was in uh, season 13 is basically what we consider the beginning of the modern era when all episodes were two hours long, when you had group date roses, one-on-one date roses. You had the format of the show pretty much solidified. And that lasted for a long time. But there's all these other shows now that The Bachelor is basically giving birth yeah. to. You have to. And so whether this thing works or not, I think it is a good thing that they are trying to shake up paradise What What bit. do you think it's going to be? I think it will probably be like what Lizzie's saying. It's going to be like, who do you think should go on the date with this person? Or who's the best couple here or the worst couple here? It's that kind of mechanic that you do see in, in games like Perfect Match where all the couples have to come together and they do these challenges against each other and then one couple gets like the dominance to choose the dates or whatever. I think you're going to see some... It's a game mechanic, like for sure. They're just inserting a game into this. And uh, I don't know if it'll work, but um, I, I'm excited. I'm curious to see we'll what they're see. doing with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. excited for Paradise. Chad, Lizzie, this has been such a delight. I Y'all always love, oh my <laughs> yeah. God, always love talking to you guys. Can you tell everyone that, where they can find both of you? And of course, your podcast, which I hope all of you have listened Listen to. to you better have. It's very important. Thank you. Uh, you can find Game of Roses pod on Instagram. Listen to Game of Roses wherever you get your podcasts. And I'm at Pace Case on Instagram and threads. And I'm at Bachelor Clues. Thanks, guys. Thanks, this guys. is such a blast. You'll have Thank to come back you. soon. So, guys, of course, because Bachelor Nation news never freaking sleeps, as soon as we ended our recording, I look at Instagram and Hannah freaking Brown has announced her engagement. Because, of course, because, of course, because we just recorded a news episode. So, of course, we had to immediately miss some news. So I hopped back on with producer Talon because just had to acknowledge that one of the greatest bachelorettes of all time, Hannah Beast, is now engaged to her partner, Adam. She posted an Instagram post, a series of three photos with the caption, So happy. I love our steady love. There are, of course, red rose petals and candles all around the little, a little vignette for where he proposed. And they just look 
very, very, very happy. So we are wishing our best to Hannah and Adam and all of the other recently engaged, married, pregnant Bachelor Nation couples. It's truly a wild family. And that's it for this episode of Love to See It with Emma and Lee. Thanks to our guests, Lizzie Pace and Chad Colchin. So much fun. Uh, Love to See It is produced by us, Emma Gray, Lee Blickley, and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Talon Stradley, and our theme music is by Tamar Haviv, and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Madarana is our executive producer. If you like our show, please remember, do all the things you would do to support a podcast you love. Follow us, rate us five stars, leave a review, and of course spread the word to all of your friends about love to see it. And if you want to get in touch, you can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at love to see it pod and on Instagram at claireandemmapod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at claireandemma.substack.com. I'm also on social media at Rose, And I'm at LeeBZ. We'll be back next Wednesday because of, of course, the holiday weekend. Uh, with a recap of the new season of The Ultimatum. Stitcher.